G'day, and welcome to another episode of Women's Baseball, The Inside Pitch. For this series, we are chatting to eight Australian women who have all represented Australia at one of the eight World Cups held since 2004. Episode 1, 2004, we heard from Kelly Gunn from New South Wales. And in episode 2, we heard from Victoria's Tarina Stokes about the 2006 World Cup in Taiwan. In episode 3, we chat to Beck Crosby, now Beck Torpy, of WA. Beck made her debut at the age of 15 for WA at the 2006 Women's Nationals. And it wasn't long before her talents were recognised, with the then 17-year-old stepping out and representing Australia at the 2008 World Cup in Matsuyama, Japan. In this episode, Beck talks about how she got started in the sport. Of course, talks up all about the 2010 and 2012 National Championship WA outfits, and also what it was like stepping out as a 17-year-old at the World Cup and pitching against the USA. But enough for me, let's hear from Beck. Here we are, another episode of Women's Baseball, The Inside Pitch. Uh, we're doing the Women's World Cup, One Cup Wonders, and we're 2008. I can't believe I finally got her on the show. Rebecca Crosby, now Rebecca Torpy, welcome. Thank you. Now, you're a woman of few words. You're my white whale on this show. I finally, after weeks, I've got, I thought I was going to have to fly to WA and get you on this show. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I've just ruined it. Yeah, but where, where am I talking to you? Where are you in the world at the moment? Just at home in good old Western Australia. Perth girl. Baseball hasn't made its way in your day, um, probably because you've got a bit of a, I guess, an extra large moon boot on your foot. What have you done yep. to yourself? Um, a couple of weeks ago playing footy, um, I just... Yeah, my ankle just, I went to push off and it just went crunch. So it turns out I've got a one to two centimetre fracture in my ankle. Ow. And it's my right foot, so I can't drive and things like that. So it makes it pretty tough at home at the moment. So, Jeez. Well, I, so it's fair to say baseball hasn't made its way into your day and it's probably not going to make its way into your day. <laughs> no, no. I went down and watched my team play this morning, but I kind of wish I didn't. We got smashed. But anyway, it was good to get out of the house. <laughs> nice. Well, talking about baseball, um, I want to know how did you get started? Obviously, WA, and we, we will get into it, you were in an absolute golden era for WA women's baseball. But how did you first initially get started? How old and where? Um, it was T-ball, I think, like, the last age group you can play T-ball, which I think was, like, nine or ten, I think. I just had friends, and they were like, come down and play. Um, my parents weren't overly keen because, you know, it was technically a boys' sport, um, as they called it back then. So, but went down just and, yeah, just kind of loved it. Uh, I think it was Coburn Cobras I started down there and then went through Peewees, which is, like, a 11 and 12, um, and then just kind of slowly moved on up from there. Look, I know you as a, as a pitcher, but I also know you as a catcher. When uh, And when you're that age, you play everywhere. And, and you were obviously very strong, had a, a great arm. Where did you start out and, and what took you down the pitching route? Or I guess the pitching and catching route? Um, I think the first lot of pitching I ever really did was just through club. And then when I made my 2006 debut for Ipswich, I didn't pitch that much, but I think I pitched little bits because of my age. Um so it didn't really hit me too much until sort of probably 2007, 2008 when I came in to pitch more. Um, 
and then catching came along when I started playing a bit of softball as well um, with Falcon and stuff like that, that I sort of made that transition and then just juggled both. Yeah, and, and tell me about WA Baseball. So you made your debut 2006 Nationals at 15, was it? Yep. You were young. You were very young. And you walk into a WA women's program that would have had Chelsea Falcon, Jacinda Barclay, Christina Krepold, Aaron Fox, Morgan Doty, Nat Rawlings. I mean, the best of the best. What what were some of the experiences, I guess, some of the learnings and, and things that you took from your time and experiences with that, with that side? Uh, a bit of everything, I guess. Like, I'm, I'm a quiet person. I just usually keep to myself too. So I just sit back and watch a lot of things and see things. And that's how I take things on board. Just, you know, just watching how they go about their business on there and how they handle things. And yeah, just kind of taking it all on board um, that way. Not so much going out and go, hey, how do you do this? Because I just didn't do that. My mouth was taped shut. <laughs> Yeah, we will get to your nickname yeah. soon. Yeah, so 2006, you make your debut, and, and WA were, were pushing at that point in time. It was still New South Wales and Victoria in the, every single gold medal game. But then 2010 comes along, and look, to me, this is, Nationals didn't exist. No, <laughs> it um It did exist. I can still remember it. Yeah. So WA, you guys came out and just on a tear, and New South Wales on a tear, and Victoria was the – third wheel and we didn't play in our first ever gold medal game but tell me about that year like that team that that run um Morgan Doty's walk-off in the gold medal game tell me about that that is it just lives on in everyone's memories you know we even bring it up on Facebook you know it's just the year it was eight no and it was just an epic tour you know everything just clicked and our team chemistry was just the best that it had ever been and it all just happened it was yeah it was amazing do you, and again, we say that team, yourself, um, Barky, Crep, Nat, um, Morgs, Aaron Fox, like that is some of the best that's ever played. Um, like if there's a Hall of Fame in WA, I don't know how you're all not in it, um, but some of the best playing for Australia. Um, yeah, what gee, what was the what was the standout memory from that? I mean, obviously getting that gold medal around your neck, but what was the, if, it was, if there was a standout memory from that Nationals? Um, I don't know. It was just everything like yeah I can't really pinpoint like a standout thing um I think for me like I think I really cemented myself as a catcher that year and I caught quite a lot more as well um I was switch hitting through the tournament and things like that so it was just big stepping stones personally as well as a team so talk to me about your switch hitting so when because I mean got the dream of being able to hit both sides. How old were you when you started switch hitting? I started after the Perth Nationals when we won bronze because Forky put my name forward to the waste coach for softball. Um, so I got myself a scholarship there. And because I used to be quick, um, not so much anymore. <laughs> I was quick then. Um, I became a left-handed slapper. So all I did at softball was on my left side and then I'd come to baseball on my right side and, then the coach, you know, as the game develops and those mind games with the pitcher and it was, yeah, just coming up either side depending on the situation, so. That's so cool. I mean, we had Kelly Manzi who you would have played with and remembered. Um, yeah. So she was a switch hitter and just the dream of – I started the sport too, too late to even – not that I probably would have been able to do it, but Nationals, you 
2006 was your debut. 2010, um, WA goes on that 10. Then two years later again, you guys, again, Victoria. It's like when WA win, Victoria wins bronze. So we've got to yeah. stop this. Like, um, yeah, two in three years. Was there a, um, but that air of confidence you guys got from 2010 sort of made tw- 2012 easier in, for you? Or I think so. And I think too, we had a lot more stability coming through. Like people were hanging around, you know, putting the work in as well. Um, to make it happen people were willing to put the work in and wanted to be a part of it which obviously makes everything so much better when people want to be there so yeah and i think even over the years since then and still going forward it's and we're getting a lot of new young kids come through as well you know that just want to buy into everything which is great Mm. before we get into the australian side your nationals career 2006 to 2019 that's a 13 years is a huge spread. Um, Makes me feel really old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look, two gold medals. Um, I think you you missed a a year, but you retired. What was, um, I guess, maybe if COVID didn't come, am I right in saying you might still be playing baseball? You might not have lost you. Um, I haven't even technically hung up the boots as such. It's just um, COVID hit. Um, We had our little boy, like, right in the mix of COVID. So it was very different era and then I think because I was still a part of the Oz squad then when Pops took over um, and then they had like the what's the name showcases and stuff but with having pretty much a newborn it was just that fear of traveling um, and bringing something home and sort of my hubby's just started um, state league coaching as well like from last season and I did take a bit of time off once after COVID had hit and that was politics around things as well and I was like oh no it's time to just take a bit of a break um let those people float through and leave and then you know hopefully things get a bit better around the women's program um but I've had some girls reach out and thinking about going back next summer season providing it all falls in line with you know family and things like that but you know I I played a softball game last season just to fill in and I was like oh kind of miss this you know but it was just really hard like Stately coaching, he's out five, six nights a week, you know, days and yep. games and stuff and trying to fit the kids' stuff in as well. Just, yeah, it was a bit hard to juggle. So I just said, no, no, I'll just still take the time off. So, yeah. So it's not so much I've hung it up completely, but I've still got it in the back of my mind. Like I want to do another Nationals and finish on my own terms rather than, yep. you know, COVID hit and that's kind of it. But it's just whether it works for the family as well well we certainly hope to see you at another nationals that's for sure so wa 13 years two gold pretty awesome but in the middle of that or really early on you get to wear the green and gold so you you're 2006 you're 15 and then you're pretty much straight into the australian squad your first australian squad would have come about 2007 yeah 2007 um at from perth nationals yeah yep yep and so when you were selected you were you were selected 2007 and and then 2008 comes um world cup year third world cup do you remember when um you got the call johnny gainer was the coach back in 2008 do you remember when you got the the letter or the email or the call what was it back then i don't i can't even remember to be honest um what it was but just i remember the feeling of like was it actually real you know, kind of thing. So I was like, I'm only, you know, 16, 17, like surely not. Um, but yeah, it was pretty surreal. 
um, for it all to happen. You went away as a pitcher and you were only a couple of years in. What did you do when you were selected and you were told you, was a, you were a pitcher? What did you do between then and um, – and nationals are always around Easter, so we've always got maybe three, four months if we're lucky. Um, what was that preparation like for for you as a pitcher? Uh, I think it was more just, you know, just throwing, just going to training um, when we'd get together as a, you know, as our little group um, to train. It's not like it is today where we had all the high performance coaches jumping at us and gym programs and things like that. Um, so it was kind of on your own back to make sure you did what you needed to do. Yeah. Um, I look back at it and kind of go, I was really young, really raw, didn't know much about the game either um, in terms of people teaching me. That I kind of go, it's great I made it, but I think I was maybe too young for it at the same time and didn't mm. fully understand the experience and what it takes compared to now going what you have to put in. Even though you're going in so raw and you obviously talked about not knowing, um, I guess still learning the game and not knowing what to expect, um, even with all of that, what I guess what were your, what was the main takeaway apart from obviously the baseball side? I remember not knowing what to expect. I remember my parents going, don't expect to play. And I was like, well, that makes sense, you know, because at the time I was like, I don't know anything about the game, you know. And I remember the training camp before we left and we're doing first and thirds and things like that. And they were saying things and I was like, I don't even know what that means, you know. And it was like, what? What am I getting myself into? Um, but just, just being around it and the experience, though, was – just yeah you just can't put words on it you know even though I didn't get to play much and things like that but just being there to experience it and the knowledge and friendships and that that you come out of it with um made it a whole lot better knowing what to expect next time and what it takes and what you have to do more well, we'll get into the games and the team um we took 18 to this we took 18 to the first world cup three world cups and then we We've been taking 20 since then. Um, there's only two of you that were one cup wonders, and that was yourself and Lauren Murphy. You were one of six deputants on the team, so that's when we first got to see Barky. Um, and we first got to see Crep, although Crep had been around for a long time, but it was actually her first World Cup, although she was on the inaugural Australian team. Kimmy Mack uh, and Laura Needs. The rest of the team, Ange Catford, Julia Fellows, Katie Gaynor, Sam Hamilton, Shay. Lily White, Tani Lovering, Kelly Manzi, myself, Kim Schulte, Renee Stromides, Lauren Vella and Simone. But before we get into the games, I'll ask you a few quick rapid fire questions. Your nickname and why, which is hilarious that this is just not like an hour of like me talking and you not. What is your nickname? Uh, it was Rowdy at the time. It still is. Um, and it's just because I'm a very quiet person and I don't speak. <laughs> hence why i'm very excited to actually have yeah. you on the show um yes rowdy in ironic uh very very ironic your playing number at this world cup and why i can't even remember what my playing number was though to be honest um i was meant to actually ask mum because i know she's got a photo of me in my jersey but i couldn't remember what number it was i think it was just whatever it was given to me so and at the time, numbers, playing numbers didn't have a meaning or a significance for me. Yep. So it was like, oh, whatever, that's my number. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And and back then, we actually had to give our that 
that year we had to give our playing tops back. We got we had to give them back. Yeah, because yeah. I remember, and maybe I might put up the funny photo that we had. We all got given the green tops and the white tops, and then there was some really large tops and really small tops, and um, the tops arrived, and they were all undersized, and all the flags were upside down, and everyone. Yeah, I remember. I remember it being quite a kerfuffle in terms of playing uniform yes so you don't remember your playing top number i'll have to sort through some photos i love the fact that you don't remember i think that's cool <laughs> pants up or pants down uh always wore them down long pants always? never yeah um not until probably late in my career where i started flipping between the two yep. um as ch- having chippers instead of longs yeah i've done that too as i'm older i think it makes you feel like you're running faster or you're trying to like look younger yeah I don't know what to... make my legs look longer yeah. <laughs> you don't need that i need that <laughs> and who was your roommate at this world cup uh kimmy mack kimmy mack so they put two kids together what they're doing yep. what are they doing <laughs> <laughs> i guess you have to but to the world cup itself it was a really late world cup we we're in august august yep we we're in matsuyama which was um it's like south well way south away from tokyo there were eight teams. Cuba didn't come, but India and Korea came in. Um, yeah, because I remember the first – who did we play first? Was it India, I think? It was and India. We let, I remember we lent them, like, our catcher's gear and stuff because they didn't have didn't have it. So I'm pretty sure we lent them some gear as well when we were playing against them. Game one, India, we won 15-0. Um, and we'd actually done a similar thing in 2006. We'd lent Cuba some equipment, and then they nearly beat us. So we kind of, like, need to stop lending people equipment yeah. <laughs> game one three inside the parkers to sam shay and tani who tani was just a double off the cycle shorty kim shorty 3.1 innings and needs in relief what do you remember from that botchan stadium i remember obviously it was massive it had the astroturf infield dirt outfield i just remember the heat and then there was a rain delay i remember it was really humid and really hot um and we always had to have those protein bars and things after games and I was like this stuff is disgusting because I'd never had it in my life didn't even know what they were when we had to bring them and I was like where do I find that you know um and I was like yeah I just it was disgusting and then trying to find a normal toilet and not a squatter and I was like that's right you'd you'd go into the wherever we went you'd go in there'd be like 25 toilets and there'd be two western toilets and the whole australian yeah. team just be lined up to the two western toilets yeah. that's i think where i actually just gave up because i didn't want to queue that's i think that's where i got my skill of squatting game two china Taipei pay 12 nil a complete game by simone um she actually pitched against china's Taipei in the previous world cup so she obviously had their measure um crep and catford katie and kelly manzi multiple hits so two and oh 27 four and None against. That's pretty good. But before we get into game three, which is where we see you come onto the mound for the first time, can you tell me about what it's like being a pitcher? Like at that World Cup, we talk about bullpens and sometimes we have a bullpen, sometimes we don't. You might hang out in the dugout. What was what was it like for you in those first few games waiting to pitch? Like did you know you weren't coming in until game three or? I can't remember. I, I can't remember if I was told or not. Um I think it was more like I was, you know, you, you sit there and you watch the games and you watch the girls have their outings. And I know I remember going, I shouldn't pitch. Like I shouldn't be here because I just didn't feel like I was as good as everyone else. Wow. Um, so I was like, oh. And then I think then when I was coming to relief and it was just like, 
oh crap like are you sure um (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it was very eye-opening but I think that was just too and everyone else was so much older everyone else had been playing for so much longer and yeah it was just a bit of a reality shock at the same time Mm. yeah well you came into game three um game three against the USA so two-time running world cup champions like they were awesome and made me shit my pants even more (laughs) I still was in my last world cup so and it's it was interesting so we we threw out our pitching rotation for that game had an average age of 17 so we started with Barkey on the hill 17 went to Lauren Murphy 16 you came in 17 Kimmy Mack 18 what do you remember about being I guess with those those girls um obviously Barkey one of the best we've ever seen and and same with Kimmy Mack what do you remember with hanging out with all those teenagers oh we always just had a good time I just remember that it didn't matter what was happening on the field or you know anything we we just had a good time and that was that's what made it better as well knowing being a pitcher you're not going to get much game time and especially us because we were so young so for us it was just we just kept ourselves amused you know on the sidelines and did what we needed to do kind of thing and just had a good time. Barky pitched 2.2 Murph's or Snorky pitched uh, 0.2 then you came in pitch 1.2 do you remember the moment I actually remember that game so vividly because I remember all the kids there's old lady McCann out in the outfield and I was just watching teenager after teenager after teenager and it's like it's hard when you've played like three or five world cups but let alone when you're a kid tell me about the moment when he ran out I don't I don't remember too much I think I remember I had a home in had a home run hit off me and after that I don't I don't remember much else um just a feeling of defeat like what was I doing out there I know it's hard, but there was, did you get to take it in at all? Did you actually at one point look around and go, green and gold, USA, Australia, or no? I think when the game had finished, because like, <laughs> I didn't feel sick and my nerves weren't in my throat anymore because the game was done and I was like, oh, that actually just happened. Like, that's really cool. Um, you know, so I think more so definitely after the game, like I just remember the nerves, the nerves in that for it were just... I've never been that nervous in my life, I don't think, ever. Yep. Yep. Nerves are good, though. Nerves are great. I think it, I think at that age, though, like, yeah, don't know how to handle it, don't know how to and put them in for the right way, whereas now in the previous Nationals, you know, sure, I knew I was starting the next, you know, I was starting the gold medal game and I'd be nervous, but I knew how to handle it, channel it the right way and things like yep. that from previous. Yeah. You pitched at 1.2 and Kimmy Mack relieved. We only put up four hits for the whole game. So we didn't really help you guys out. Um, we lost 11-1. And then we went, unfortunately, we actually finished the World Cup on four straight losses. We lose to Japan 10-1. Um, then we lose to Canada 6-7. Again, a one-run close game against Canada. So it puts us into the bronze medal game. Do you, do you remember much about the bronze medal game? I personally think that's one of the best games we've ever seen at a World Cup. Were you in any stage scheduled to come in? I remember being in the bullpen a couple of times and warming up, you know, sitting, warming up. Um, I think I was hoping, always hoping for another chance because I was like, oh, I know what it's like now. 
you know. It's always that disappointing feeling of not getting that go again or that chance, but it was going, well, at least I know what it's like, you know. could have yeah. I could have not played at all, so, yeah. Yep, yep. So we play again in a bronze, well, in a bronze medal game slash trying not to finish fourth again. And it's one of the best games I've ever played in. Simone Wern, Marty Seventelli, both pitch complete games. There's one run off four hits. Like USA gets two runs off nine and it's, we lose 2-1. And I think we had plenty of opportunities. There was um, pop-up squeeze bunts that doubled the game. Yeah to end the game. What do you remember from that? I remember nearly vomiting quite a few times. I think um, Kimmy Mack had a bunt put on her and I think a pop flight and it ended the game, I think. And I just remember just going, you're going to get another chance. Like, you know, that's because she was like, I'm never going to make a team again. You know, like she thought she'd blew her chances. Um, so for me, I didn't care. Well, I shouldn't say I didn't care, but for me it was like, oh, well, we came fourth. Like, that's better than last and mm. things like that, you know. The significance of not having a bronze medal or something like that, I didn't understand it at the time. So, for mm. me it was – I was just being there for my mates because, yeah, I didn't understand it as much as everyone else did. Yeah, it's interesting to hear that perspective because it's it's so right. There's probably 18 girls there that have completely different perspectives, some similar, like mine, that was my third – fourth in a row and I was sick to death of it and we were getting closer every time and then it's, it's interesting you say Kimmy Max like I'm never going to play another one I'm pretty sure she went on and played six yeah like <laughs> so I think yeah. she's all she's okay <laughs> um yeah so look we come fourth again uh Japan wins their first world cup Canada gets silver yeah that was good to see changing of the guard it just would have been pretty bloody cool if we got that bronze mm. but that's okay we did have a very young team um and Catford in the all-world team, which is um, pretty cool in left field. And obviously you're on this show because you played only one World Cup. And I always say that only just sucks. And I want to get rid of that word because it, you played a World Cup, which there aren't that many women that can say that. What, for your perspective, you went on and you played Nationals till 2019. This was 2008. What, over the next few years, obviously there was a lot of differences in changing in your life and, and, and whatnot. Tell me about, I guess your progression in baseball over those next couple of World Cups. And I guess, why, why didn't we see you again? Um, I floated in and out of the squad a lot. Um, didn't make the team probably numerous times in a row. Um, I think the, I didn't make the Canada team. Um, yeah, so t- 2010 was in Venezuela. You were in that squad. Yeah, I was in the squad yeah. but didn't make the team. Um, but I did the Southern Stars tour instead because yeah. um, I know we – played games in North Carolina against each other. We did, yes. Um, made the squad again 2011, but didn't make the team in 2012. And then after that, I think it was 2014, which I made the squad, which the World Cup was back in Japan. Um, yep. But I didn't didn't make that one either. So, But that was the one where I'd got the phone call, but... Before I could sort of find out yes or no, I just sort of said, well, you know, I was pursuing another option, so I pulled myself out of it um, because I'd made the Oz netball team to travel to Miami. And I just – I think I was ready for a change after so much disappointment mm. that I wasn't ready to hear another no, whereas I knew I had a yes and I was already in this one. So – and I just couldn't 
couldn't travel for that and then come home for a couple of days and then travel again, you know, with work and stuff like that. So it was one or the other. So, and then after that, well, I got married, um, got pregnant with my first in 2016. So I coached that year um, with the under 16 girls and they won gold. So that was pretty incredible being their first nationals as well for us for under 16s. Yep. Um, came back and played in Canberra at Nationals, Geelong Nationals, made the squad in 2018. And I think we went to Bendigo and played, I think Japan came over and played in the Bendigo series there. Yep. Um, didn't make the team there, which at the time absolutely crushed me um, because I remember the day we flew out for Bendigo, I just buried my pop that day. So it meant like just the meaning of it meant so much. And then came back in 2019. I was a part of the squad with pops and stuff with all the new changes and stuff. And then COVID hit. So kind of blew everything and everyone out the water. So, yeah. So I, I definitely, I floated in and out of the squad a lot, but I just couldn't get myself over the line um, for some of it. So it's heartbreaking hearing you, you talk about not just the baseball selections, but yeah, your family losses and, and then COVID hits and, and you've got some amazing celebrations with starting a family and getting married. But like that, that period, I guess, looking at those missing out on all those world cups, like you were there every single world cup. There's probably, I'm trying to think of a player that has been around for as long as you, like 13 years at the national level is huge. And being in a national squad for that long, what kept, what kept you going? Like what kept you going with, World Cup miss after World Cup miss. Yeah, I think because I always went back to the first time I was there and I went, oh, I want another chance. Like I know I'm better now. I understand the game so much more. I felt I wasn't just a pitcher anymore. So it was like I can get more game time if I can cement myself somewhere else and utilise that too and show that I'm more than just what I was back in 2008 kind of thing, you know, for that World Cup. So, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I had the family support and, you know, yeah, it was just if it's what you want to do, we'll support you all the way through. So, yeah. Yep. And that was a time when you started going back to catching. Is that right? I mean, obviously we knew you could you could rake, like all the WA girls could rake. Um, but, yeah, you sort of were juggling pitching and catching? Yeah, juggled pitching and catching um, probably more in, after I'd had my first Michaela. I came out of that and I probably – I really only pitched – and played in the infield, so I'd float mostly at first base um, just because we had a lot of young girls. Like, you know, you had your Megan Haggard, you had Ashlyn Morris coming through, and who's going to put an old fight like me behind the dish when you've got two young kids that can, you know, bounce around? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, probably more, you know, even now if I was to go back, I'd be a pitcher first base, you know. Um, yep. I did catch a little bit you know, at club and stuff because I feel I've got a brain for it. I might not be the quickest person off the mark, but I can I from being a pitcher to go to a catching, it's one of the easiest things I've done because you sit there and you watch the hitter come in the box, watch where they stand, watch how they take their warm up swing and go, Okay, you know, I'm about to I'm about to exploit your weakness right here. So yeah. I love catching. I think it's it's one of the best best positions on the field to be yeah. at. Yeah. It's a, you're a crazy breed. Catchers are a crazy breed, man. <laughs> like, 
tip my cap to anyone that catches. Um, and look, we didn't talk about before, but your pitching. What was your like? What was your go-to pitch? What were you? What pitches did you have, and what do you think was your best pitch? Uh, early on, I only had a fastball and a attempted curveball, if you could call it that. Um, <laughs> later in my career, um, I had you know fastball, curveball, change up, and then very um, probably. 2018 onwards, um, I started developing my splitty as well. This is going to be a, this is a strange question for you, but do you wish that you weren't that young? Like maybe you'd not been selected for 2008 and you were in 2010 and you maybe had more pitches and you were older? Like, I know it's a, it's a bizarre question, but. I don't know. I think if I didn't get selected as a pitcher, I don't think I really would have been a pitcher because that's when I. You know, that's yep. when I was sort of told you're going to be a pitcher. So it was like, okay, I have to learn to be a pitcher. Um, so I think if I didn't get selected for that, I probably wouldn't really have developed as quickly as a pitcher. I probably would have just sure. gone with the flow and oh, yeah, I'll play here, play there, wherever kind of thing. Whereas that tunneled my focus a little bit more because that's what I was told I was going to be. Yep, no, that's fair enough. And and you've said you, you officially haven't hung up your cleats for WA. You've obviously dabbled in some coaching but you, you might come back for another nationals um can i hold you to that <laughs> i've got it in, I've got it in, in audio now so i can't yeah look i would love to um because like i said i would i would like to go out on my own terms rather than COVID hit and put a put a back pedal on everything um so it's definitely on the list and you know all depending family and things like that i mean our kids are pretty sporty already and do a lot of stuff which is you know to be expected with who we are as parents and what we do so yeah we're pretty full on and ensuring that they have every opportunity they can have before we do yep do you miss baseball i do um i just miss being around the girls quite a bit and just you know just that sunday well because we play sunday morning so you know just that sunday morning catch up as well more than just playing just catching up with your mates so yeah. Yep. Not sure I missed the feeling of a sore shoulder and things like that the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't miss that. No, I do. I miss it all. What's your fa- if you had to pick one memory, if you had five, that's fine. But what would be – and your career's not over. We're making that quite clear. What's your favourite memory from your baseball career? Um, probably I think it was 2000 and – 19 maybe so one of my last nationals um because every other nationals after we had Michaela you know we were there by ourselves and she'd stay home with our grandparents but that was the year um they flew her over so she got to be a part of it too and that was pretty special oh that is awesome how old was she or she would have been two to three somewhere in between there yeah that's I love that that you've played for Australia. You were in like the most epic gold medal game of nationals. I love that that's your favourite baseball memory. Yeah. And like we, we ordered her our own little playing top and stuff that she still got. So she'd come to game day dressed up in her baseball gear. So yeah, that was pretty special. And like my teammates were just the best, you know, she'd come back and hang out with us. And I remember getting drug tested on the last day after the grand final and, 
I just couldn't pee. It wasn't that I hadn't been drinking water and stuff afterwards because I've so done it a million hard. times, you know. <laughs> um, you know, they took her back to the hotel, showered her, got her ready for dinner and stuff for me. So just, you know, special things like that. As much as I've got the baseball memories, that's yeah. special. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's so cool. And I was going to ask, well, I was going to ask you a question around where, where your playing top is, but we didn't keep those playing tops. No. <laughs> and a massive shout out to Anne-Marie Adams because Anne-Marie Adams was our EO for five World Cups and she yep. did her best to try and uh, acquire stuff for us um, and we couldn't even get a playing top. Like we had to hand them back. So that's pretty, pretty crappy. Do you have any of – like is there any memorabilia from that Australian team that you have that you – Probably not from that one. Um, I've got a couple of like the squad shirts from like the Bendigo series and hats and cool. stuff. Um, yep. But yeah, nothing from early on anymore, I don't think. Yep. I just want to ask you one last question. If you could go back and tell the younger Beck, younger Rowdy, I'd go back and tell her to not be so less, more Rowdy, less Rowdy. I don't know how we phrase that because it's so ironic. Um, if you could go back and tell her something now, and it might be the two thousand, it might be the two thousand and eight Beck at that World Cup. It might be another one. What would you tell her about about the your baseball career or something? Oh, geez, you didn't write that one in there. I'm sure <laughs> didn't see that question. <laughs> I did, wasn't it? <laughs> Throwing me under the bus. Come on, I did some homework as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just interesting. Like you, you, you your career goes so quickly like whether you play one World Cup or you play heaps and it's just like I think there's plenty of things I'd go back and tell younger me but is there anything you'd or is there anything you'd do differently is there anything you'd yeah um I guess maybe just being like ask more questions you know no question is a dumb question you know as people say but when you're a 16 year old kid being told something you don't you don't want to open your mouth because you don't want to be wrong and everyone think you're a, a bit yep. of an idiot so for me, it'd probably be, you know, ask questions, ask what that means, get someone to show you how to do it properly, you know, so you understand it better. Yep. Well, before I do let you go, you clearly have done some research. You've got some notes. You told me that you had to ring your mum and get some stuff and <laughs> get some information. Is there anything you, like I haven't asked you that you'd like to say, talk about? It's 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 actually been really good just to sit and reminisce and, yeah, I'd kind of put it all in the back of my mind because life's pretty chaotic with kids and full-time work and trying to juggle, you know, my own sporting stuff at the moment. It's, yeah, just hadn't even, never even thought to kind of go back and look at it all. And that's one of the things that Kelly Gunn had said. It was like really nice that she actually started, things were triggering and I think that's really, um, it, triggering in a good way, I should say. And I think women's baseball, I, our careers have, not that we've forgotten about them, but I don't think we've, and maybe there's a lot of us that haven't actually gone, I played for Australia. That's pretty bloody cool. Yeah. So I, I just want to say thank you for being on the show, but more so. Congratulations on your career, which hasn't finished. Yeah. And congratulations on being a one World Cup wonder, which I think is pretty awesome. It's definitely pretty cool now that we've you know, talked about it, looked back at it. It's not something I ever really thought of. I just went, oh, yeah, that was ages ago. When when you sit back and talk about it now, like what it means is, yeah, it's you can't put it into words to what it means. 
Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Women's Baseball, The Inside Pitch. Make sure to go back and listen to 2004 with Kelly Gunn and 2006 with Tarina Stokes. 